The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of That's So Retrograde is brought to you by our friends over at Thrive Market. Head over to thrivemarket.com slash retrograde for 25% off your first order and a free 30-day trial. Play the jingle. That is so retrograde. Hello. Hello. I'm Stephanie Simbari. I'm Elizabeth Cott. Hi. Welcome back to the show. Guess what's exciting? Everything. Okay, guess. <laughs> Obviously. It's Monday and I'm happy. Wow, wow, wow. No, we're out of retrograde. We are. We're in a sticky little shadow, but we're really out. We're really out. We're listening to retrograde. Wow, out, out of, of what? the retrograde. Got, 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 you got it? Oh, oh shit. No. <laughs> That was fucking retrograde. <laughs> God damn it. I'm okay. That was funny. I'm okay. Do I we just, have broken glass? No, no we're, we're good. good. I just spilled some sparkling water all over the studio. Casual. You know, I think the lesson here is never get too confident when talking about retrograde <laughs> on either end of it because shit will immediately come and kick you in the dick. Ain't that the truth. Uh, <laughs> uh, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Yeah. I feel the uh, excitement of a new season. Same. It feels light, bright, airy. Agree. What else can you ask for? I totally agree. New energy, new vibe. I feel like I'm just like coming out of my shell, out on these streets, meeting people. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. It's all happening. I do know what you mean. (laughs) I fucked up with a boy last night. Guys, online dating for the first time ever came through. That's really promising. I mean, it's not promising. I'm not like getting any sort of hope up, but like after four years of circling the drain on an LA dating site and feeling like the biggest, most undesirable loser on planet Earth, uh, someone came over and choked me. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, there's no knowing too much where I come from. (laughs) I wonder what is going to happen though when you get into a relationship. I'm not going to talk about it at all. Right. No, I'm going to be so weird and secretive. Yeah, like me. Yeah, I'm going to be like, oh my God, no, I'm like so into him that like I can't talk about it. We got to push through that. Yeah. People need to know. Right. I mean, that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to like say too much else right now. Of course. But I feel like it's fun for the listeners to track my dating life because I feel like a lot of the girls are in the same boat as me and it's just like 100% it's important that I put myself out there so that we can all feel like less alone well said yeah that's beautiful that's the point of this show yeah look the point is that like my struggles are your triumphs yes and um if you can't get someone off the internet to come over and finger you what are you even doing with your life so true our (laughs) eye problems are the world's eye problems it's so we are the world Third eye problems. Um, <laughs> Ooh, do we have an episode called that? We no. really should. Is this an embarrassing intro? Should I go back and stop talking about any of this stuff, or was it fun? We could try it again. Did it's we fun. like it? What do you think, John? Michelle liked it. Everyone liked it. Everyone okay, liked cool. it. We're Forget it. We're going to move up. forward. Okay. <laughs> I think what we should do now is celebrate our dear friend and partner, probably who I should marry. Yes. But won't if, because if it they're a possible. website. It could, if you could marry a digital platform, <laughs> this would this be my would one. Be, this would be the relationship stuff would have trouble not talking about because yeah. there's so much to say it's on so the matter. It's so exciting. So exciting. Okay, yeah. obviously we're talking about Thrive Market. Guys. Our lifeline to wellness. Seriously. It is an online platform that basically has all of the items that you would find in a gourmet grocery store 
but for cheaper. Or like an organic grocery store. And their mission statement is to make living healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. And I personally find this to be so important. I think it's so difficult. Like, you know, our show is based in L.A. And sometimes it feels like maybe the stuff we're talking about is inaccessible to people that can't just drive to Air One. So Thrive Market really provides a space for all of us to th- literally thrive. So accessible. So affordable. Yes. Um, one little thing, I, I we talked last week how I was in Florida, and I actually shipped a box of things for me to have there. You because did? It, yeah, because it's not like – First of all, it, I didn't want to be in like inconvenience anyone by being like, "Hey, I have like special dietary needs at the grocery store." Right. Like that's lame, no one and wants no to be one, that bitch. no one needs to do that. Yeah. So I just had a box shipped, and it was waiting there for me. And I do the same thing when I go home to Michigan. It's just like I don't need to worry. Yeah. About you know finding my things or making taking the extra time to go to the grocery store because it's all right there. I mean, my mom's refrigerator is full of like jello and cheese sticks, so <laughs> I should adopt this. <laughs> this is genius. Oh, one of my favorite Thrive Discoveries is you can order like a full box of those big coconut waters. Yeah. And I've been back on the Be Well by Kelly Smoothies and I love to use coconut water as the filler. So good. Yeah. And they offer fresh meat and seafood. They're the highest quality meats, most affordable prices, grass-fed beef, free-range and antibiotic-free. Chicken is certified free-range and organic from small family farms. Seafood earned from the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch Program stamp of approval. I mean, these are things that you won't get in, like, most restaurants. You have to hunt for for that type of quality. And then to get that shipped to your house and then just, like, keep it in the freezer and just, like, always be Be stocked. Always be stocked. Exactly. Also, it's don't so forget that all of the packaging boxes and inserts are made from recycled paper and are recyclable. Thrive Market claims they are 100% zero waste and they are the first company in the country to do that. So it's really awesome. So you're already getting up to 50% off prices, but if you head over to thrivemarket.com slash retrograde, you'll get an extra 25% off your first order and a free 30-day trial. Wow. That's thrivemarket.com slash retrograde you will get 25% off your first order and a free 30-day trial. And truly, keep tagging us in what you discover because that nothing makes us happier than seeing like all of you guys getting on board and just the ease that it brings. It's I great. Love it. Okay. Namaste so, thriving. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Namaste thriving. Namaste. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are we stoked about our episode today? So stoked. Um, this is a secret friendship Elizabeth's had for over a decade that I was completely <laughs> unaware of. So it's come as a bit of a shock to me, but I'm happy to be jumping in the conversation now. Well, there's a whole world of tech fashion mm. people that, mm-hmm. you know, I just didn't include you in those conversations because I, I knew was, you didn't care. I just fell asleep. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, like we will we'll, we'll get deep into it with Erica and Claire from Of A Kind in a little bit, but their whole beautiful thing conversation that they're putting out into the world is the importance of the friendship work relationship and um high five their new books called work wife stephanie and i lovingly refer to each other as work husbands Mm -hmm. because what is gender right and also we both want husbands (laughs) (laughs) totally yeah so you know it's just i i it really got me thinking about how special the bond is between one like creating something with your friend yeah. and what and what that looks like yeah and yeah I think it makes the stakes a lot higher yeah because there's a lot of interpersonal intertwined in work and some you know a prop popular lore would say that's not a good idea you shouldn't work with your friends you don't shouldn't. shit where you eat right but 
Don't eat where you party. I think there's also something really beautiful about the bond that that forms because the stakes become that much more important. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be able to be in business if it wasn't with you. Oh. So. That's beautiful. <laughs> cry. Cry. I'm not going to, damn it. <laughs> Steph always wants me to show more emotion. Yeah. And I want Stephanie to show less. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a balance. And that is our relationship. <laughs> All right, should we cut into a... Uh... I think we should. It's a great interview, and I think we should just pop right in. Boop. Really excited to be here with my work husband today. Hi. We're, we're, two boy bosses two boy at boys. work. Here at work, um, <laughs> welcoming two work wives. Hi. Yeah. Wow. We've got Erica Cerullo and Claire Mazer. It's Hi, like guys. you wouldn't even know that we're men and you're women. No, yeah, they can't even tell. No the idea. listeners probably can't even tell. They what can't. is gender? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Seriously, um, a social construct. Erica and Claire, you guys have been buddies of mine for a long time a long, long nearly time. a decade i know wait how did i don't i how did we meet where have i happen? been on this friendship <laughs> what the fuck you did, we because we, we both we were both very briefly on a short-lived e-commerce site called goodsy and oh, we were both we very met? yes that we were both is. very early to it and one of the founders was like this other woman in la is using us in a similar way you guys should talk to each other you can share intel around it so Elizabeth, you and I got on the phone yeah. to talk about Goodsy because remember we, we it yeah. was what we put collections. No, on I know, her. I remember Goodsy. I just didn't realize I that this is how it happened. I didn't remember that this was the origin story. We and met on a we met on an e-commerce platform. <laughs> I, I don't even <laughs> all the words you're saying are not registering to me. It's cla- just a classic yeah. meet cute. Okay, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I never know where you're going to meet I the love like of your we life. We met in person shortly thereafter, but I don't remember our first personal. Oh right, you wore a beautiful green vintage dress. Now oh I do God. remember. Wow, I don't remember Thank where it happened. I feel like somewhere in Tribeca. I can't I remember that. This part. And then for just years following, we would end yeah. up at like South by yeah. at the same time yeah. or in New York or when you were in LA, and yeah. we would just always see each other. See each other. You introduced us to tarot card reading. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Bless <laughs> up. Um, <laughs> wow. And so the the platform you had then and that has evolved so beautifully is of a kind. Um, talk about that, its origin story, and really like where it is now because it's so impressive. Um, what's happened thanks so, a lot for hiding your friends from me by the way I really appreciate <laughs> secret that. friends yeah wow <laughs> so of a kind is we are an e-commerce and content site we really we say that we give our greatest discoveries the audience they deserve and that started with emerging designers in the fashion space because we were both really enthusiastic about unearthing these fashion designers who hadn't made it big yet who were just sort of doing their own thing independently and so of a kind started with just reaching out to them and doing these exclusive limited edition classes collaborations and then telling the backstory behind the pieces that they made and who they were and it has since grown to be not just limited edition exclusives and not just fashion so we do home goods beauty products um like school and lifestyle yeah lifestyle. we also have a podcast called a few things we have a newsletter called 10 things um and yeah it's it's just all the stuff we're enthusiastic about and i will say that elizabeth i always think about something you said when you, because you had Closet Rich, which was a vintage, you, it was like a vintage e-commerce resale. site resale, yeah. and you at some point you didn't pivot, but you added on an element where you were selling these t-shirts and sweatshirts that said "rich as fuck," and let I it remember- be known that Chris Jenner is not the first person <laughs> to have a "rich as fuck" printed on something, <laughs> and you were like. 
I just realized that it was my business so I could do it. Like it didn't have to just be vintage resale. I could do whatever I want because it's my business and I started it. So like it doesn't always have to be vintage resale just because that's how it started. And I remember that really had an impression because it was just like, right, we don't always have to sell limited edition fashion goods just because that's where we started. And I think we, in the beginning, we felt very hemmed in by these rules that we'd made. Right. Well, I think that's so true to any entrepreneur's experience because I know for myself with starting Closet Rich and, um, you know, four years in being like, this is no longer speaking to my Mm -hmm. soul. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I felt like, well, I created this thing. I can't abandon my child. That can't be a thing. And it felt so heavy on my heart. And then I napped out of it and I was like wait I decided to do this I can yeah. decide to do something else yes. well and we so we launched of a kind in 2010 and it's now 2019 you know it, in nine years a lot has changed a in the lot. world a lot has changed about how people shop online how they consume content like Instagram wasn't around when we launched mm-hmm. um and we have grown and you know grown up in a lot of ways when we started the business we were 26 and 27 and how we shopped and thought about the world was different and so obviously our perspective on how to run a business and what this business should be has changed mm-hmm. too well, so you tell the rest of the story. So we have this business. Now we also have a book. I'm like, wait, what's the rest <laughs> of the story? I'd like to talk yeah. about how you yeah. guys got acquired. Oh, yeah. That's that also feels, part of the story. That feels important that for happened. all of yeah. all, all people with ideas. Because yeah. I think that when you started, I would imagine you weren't like thinking no. that big. Yeah. So no, in uh, five years into running the business in 2015, um, we had sort of just hit this point Um, where we felt like we had tried a lot of things. Some of them had been successful. Some of them had not. We had poured a lot of money into certain things. Some of them had been successful. Some of them had not. And we were just at this, like, it felt like an inflection point of just being like, okay, what do we want this business to be? How do we want it to grow? And we had been sitting down to have a sort of like top of the year conversation around what will 2015 be for Of A Kind and realized that we something had to change. Either we had to strip down what we were doing and focus on one thing and doing one thing really well, which is not something we've ever been good at. We like love layering on different components very much to a fault. Um, but that's who we are. So like that is what it is. Or we had to raise money, um, something that we had sucked at um, up to that point. Or we should start thinking about an acquisition and someone who could help support the business grow in the ways that we thought it could grow. So we're like, okay, well, we haven't actually seriously considered the acquisition stuff, but we had had conversations and there had been some sort of vague interest. Um, And so we started having a couple conversations with people who had expressed vague interest and an advisor that – uh, a sort of loose advisor had been like, okay, but if you're going to have a couple conversations, you got to have like 20 conversations. It's not a like, business. You it's not a like two conversation kind of thing. Right. Um, and basically through like fluke, just dumb like fluke, we uh, ended up having a conversation with Bed Bath & Beyond and we never would have thought that that's the direction that this would have gone, but they just understood our business in such a different way than any of the other people that we were talking to. And I remember leaving that first meeting and you know, we looked at each other across an elevator bay being like, I really liked them um, and I feel like they really got and respected us. And they, someone had said in that first meeting, you should be really proud of what you've built mm-hmm. and not for two young women. And not for the amount of money you've raised, because mm-hmm. we had heard both of those things before. And it was like, right. they seem to genuinely respect this business and 
think that it's interesting for the ways that we think it's interesting. Right. They were, you know, when you go through a process like this, you write these long lists of people who you think you should try to get in touch with. And Bed Bath & Beyond was nowhere on that list because it just didn't seem like an obvious fit at all. And I, when the meeting got set up, it was so like, okay, yeah, we, we had done a partnership with Target earlier that year where we had been in 350 of their stores and had brought our designers yeah it was cool it It was was really exciting and it was really hard on the business it was a real strain real challenge and so when bed bath meon wanted a meeting we thought for sure we were just going in there to pitch them on doing a target style partnership with them we were like yeah we can do for you what we did for target um and that's not what they were interested in and i just I wore leather shorts to the meeting because I didn't think it was anything was coming Dead. out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Work. And they were like so business good. leather shorts, but they were leather shorts for yeah, sure. Yeah. As businessy as a leather short. Yeah. Sure. Sure. It was just not what we expected to happen. And then what was kind of amazing is because they are a very grown-up company and they've been around for a while and they're very big, it happened so quickly. And it was like they were like, oh, yeah, we can do this. Like, And it took 10 weeks or something. And then – um, it's been a, it's been a nice little marriage ever since. Less of a marriage, maybe like a family, an extended family. Yeah. So totally. I'm kind of like not. This isn't my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Acquisitions and business. Yep. Yeah. Totally. M and A is not your world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So what does it mean to be in partnership with someone like Bed Bath and Beyond? Oh, it can mean a million different things. Um. And it totally depends on the types of companies that are involved. But for us, it means that we still get to run of a kind. Um. We have an office in Brooklyn, and we work with their team in New Jersey on various projects where it makes sense. Um, because there are ways that our businesses can overlap and interplay and support each other. Okay. Um, Could I get like a hard example? So we have a content site that we run for them, uh, a blog called One More Thing, where we make content um, that's rooted in, that like incorporates some of the products they sell and helps to surface some of the things that you wouldn't necessarily know. I see. Bed Bath & Beyond tells you, be like, wait, they have that cool side table where, how would I know that? Right. We're creating content that you're like, oh, that's a home tour and that features that product. Oh, that's really cool. And it's more design focused and it's more millennial focused and it's a way of, yeah, you being like, oh, I I didn't realize Bed Bath & Beyond has all this stuff. Yeah, right. It's not just water picks and cheap pillowcases. Right. Correct. That's right. Got Correct. It. It's also Correct. those things. No, I mean, awesome. I love Bed Bath & Beyond. Everybody me does. Yeah. That's the, the thing. Everybody does. Coupons. Yeah. yeah, that's right. All day, every day. Yeah, all day, every right. day. Like, yeah. I have, like, a, I revealed a folder from, like, 2015 <laughs> that has, like, 40 of them in that. I'm like, <laughs> that's just everything indication here great question (laughs) um the uh, one of our favorite things when we first went to their corporate offices and got a tour is that there's these signs on the wall that look just like a blown up version of the 20 percent off coupon but instead it says please be 20 percent quieter respect your neighbors hilarious it's really (laughs) so yeah we sold the business in 2015 um and then and we've continued to run it and grow and the great thing is that we have more resources now so we can like we launched a private label shortly thereafter um shortly after the acquisition and they have they know they have private label they understand how to do that and we don't have the same um sort of risk aversion that we have of like well if we launch this thing and it doesn't work it's the business going under and we can't pay our employees so there's a little bit of comfort did you guys have any fear around a like releasing a certain level of control or like overseeing yeah, and then also like getting into business with someone so massive. A hundred percent. I mean, we don't own any of the business anymore. Right. You know, we're no longer business owners. Um, we run it, but we don't own it. And I mean, I think, I think you have to 
we we felt really good going into this partnership mm-hmm. um and i think you have to be going into it from that place and if you have right. if you're trepidatious when you're going into these conversations it's only going to get worse because that's like the honeymoon period right that's when everybody's like wooing yeah wooing and being like wow this think of all the things we can do together yeah. um the yeah. other thing too to be honest with to be completely honest is that we were really burnt out i mean right. running your own business for 5 years with very little funding and a lot of bootstrapping you can only do it for so long before you're just like there has to be a different way um and so I think there we were really excited and it felt really good and I but we were also scared but I think at the end of the day we knew that we couldn't keep going at the rate we were going right um for much longer and I think another huge factor was that we had each other yeah right um and we had our partnership and going into that with one another and having the other to turn to like one to bounce things off of and be like do you like is it right to feel good about this because I feel good about this but is that like is that coming from a different place is that just me being tired right um or is that real (laughs) right yeah well Um, you're like someone carry this yeah exactly Exactly. (laughs) yeah yeah but that was I do I'll never forget the moment in the elevator bay where you talked about after the bed bath meeting where I knew that you also felt good about the meeting and it was such a work wife moment of like I know we both felt good about that and that we're both going to be like that was great and not because didn't seem like you were faking it in the meeting, but because we both have that sort of same reaction to those sorts of meetings, which is what has bolstered our partnership in such a big way. Because usually those meetings are horrible and it's more important to have somebody in those horrible meetings where you're like, you can kind of commiserate. You can be like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe we're still here. Right. Just waiting for the elevator doors to close so you can start talking shit on the people. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's dive into this (laughs) work-wife dynamic because – you guys are such beautiful examples of that. Obviously, have just written a book, mm-hmm. Work Wife, The Power of Female Friendship to Drive Successful Business. Yes. And, you know, obviously, Stephanie and I can relate to that dynamic so deeply. I know. We have a lot of questions for you guys, too. It's, um, <laughs> it's, Fun. It's, explain why why that it, it, the uniqueness and the importance of this in your lives. Yeah. I mean, for us, we – realized kind of early on around the time we were fundraising and doing a really bad job at it that we had something really special in our partnership and part of it was that we would walk out of so many vc meetings and they would be like this isn't right for us but by not the way, investing we're not investing but we're really impressed by your partnership you guys have a great cool partnership. vibe <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Cool vibe. um and 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 also because fundraising was so miserable we the the value of our partnership became very obvious because it was like I couldn't go through this with anybody else I couldn't go through this by myself and I'm so grateful for you and and even and then you know once we moved past that stage we also just started to realize like our friendship informs this business in such a real way we have this 10 things newsletter that's 10 of our discoveries from each week and that was born out of a very real thing that we do which is just text each other like oh my god have you seen this app have you tried this recipe and and all that dynamic just informs our business in such a real way um and we've always felt really proud of it and even in our sort of lowest moments about the business the partnership has always felt really strong um so we were excited about telling that story, but what really excited us when we came up with the idea for the book was telling the story of other work-wife partnerships too. So we interviewed 14 other duos and trios of women who also are either leading or running, starting businesses together about what it means to have this relationship that is sort of grounded in the sort of classic tenets of female friendship. So emotional transparency, vulnerability, mutual support, but then also blend that with the professional. And what we found in in interviewing them and doing research and writing this book and sort of interrogating our own experience is that these are the qualities that everybody 
wants to have in in corporate culture but doesn't they they're not often realized and but if you can center friendship um in them you really do get much more of the sort of transparency and all of these sort of buzzwords that everybody wants i do think it's like kind of insane that people work in corporate environments with just like straight up strangers right like, isn't it weird so when wild. you think about doesn't that feel weirder than working with a friend it, ultimately it <laughs> does like i haven't even because i've never worked i mean other than like acting jobs yeah that's just like those aren't permanent. You know, yeah. It's like a three week thing or whatever. But like we've the only business I've ever worked in really is with Elizabeth. So it's like that. I don't understand like how you could how go to you- work, establish trust, be in communication. Mm-hmm. Like we know so much about each other. We've had to like go deep on each other's astrological charts. Like yes. we have like gone on like significant deep dives together in order to like cultivate this relationship in this business. It's so freaky. Just I'm just I'm literally it's just so yeah, funny this to right hear. Now. I feel like the 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 version of us going deep on of us going deep on astrological charts is that we share our Gmail calendars with each other. So like I know what every her, single thing yeah. she's right. doing, right. every single thing. Yeah, every I day. know what's yeah. happening, and it, the, I love the astrological yeah. charts. Well, we did example. essentially couples counseling. You should do it. We do we too. For, oh, we do. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. But no, but the astrology charts within so fascinating. astrological spin. So it's very fascinating. What our astrologer Andy does for couples is she'll do a composite chart so that you can see kind of like where maybe we do need to. Yeah. yeah, this is like. It's just yeah. like great additional information. Yeah. It's and, not even huh. something you need if there's a problem. It's just like illuminating. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was the counseling aspect to it, but also rooted in astrology. So like our like our deep birth. Wow. Basically we're soulmates, it's not a big yeah. deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that is like and now I mean I, I know so little about astrological stuff, but I imagine you can go into conversations and understand where one another is coming from because you're like, okay, so you have that birth sign and that's why you're being stubborn about this and it's not because you like hate me or whatever, which I think You're not is, pissed at me. It's right. just like this is like core to who you are. Yeah. Exactly. Which we say in the book, one of the things we talk a lot about is um, conversations about finances, for example, can be so much easier when you know just a little bit about somebody's personal background. So if, you know, your business partner was, grew up in a really frugal family who was always really tight with money and you're constantly disagreeing with her about how to spend money, having that little piece of information that it's not about how she feels about you or how she feels about the business, but that's just her mindset around finances, that provides totally different context for that conversation same with if erica knows i had a stressful doctor's appointment in the morning and then i go into a meeting with her and i seem a little you're off. probably going to be distracted yeah. you're probably going to be like not your best self right and that's fine and that's part of the work of you know having a relationship like this is that you can sort of boost each other and you can sort of like step in and be like i got this today like you can kind of take the back seat because i'm here for you yeah yeah, totally. Need a down bitch to hold it down. Luckily, me and Elizabeth are both loose bitches who like expensive dinners. It's <laughs> <laughs> great to share that. <laughs> Did you guys, when you decided to start this podcast, was there a, was there a conversation of like, oh, we're going into business together? No. <laughs> I no. had that internally. I, I was mean, like, how did I, that go for you? Well, it was important because you're regardless, you're shifting the dynamic of a friendship, and yeah. the, my relationship with Stephanie is is really important to me. And yeah. so I grappled internally of like, am I okay with this dynamic changing for better mm-hmm. or for worse? And the truth of the matter is there's nobody else in the world that I could have done this show with. Yeah. It just like is not possible. So that's the answer right there. See, yeah. I did not think about it like that yeah. at all. I mean, I was just doing stand-up. I was a comic. I was very just like free-floating. Like she had – You're like, you know, this is a project I'm going to pick up and like try. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, she was coming from a more like structured 
very like she was showing up as a business person in her life and I was sleeping till 2 p.m. and telling dick jokes like yeah. it was a very <laughs> different kind of dynamic I think that for me it kind of hit like a little bit later you know probably sometime in the first year that is when I and I wasn't even thinking about business I was just thinking about I care about the show mm-hmm. like I've always come at things from a more creative standpoint yeah so it kind of took me a minute to like understand that what we were doing was creating a business and I just like trusted her like you have your eye on the prize with like the branding thing and I don't know I just and but I think that's part of the dynamic too is like really the core thing is trusting that whether or not you guys are going about it in the same way that you care about the thing in the same in the same way with the same like intensity exactly so it's like I think that was something that really kept us bonded from the beginning is like we both were like though we came from different areas of the world were not half-assed people yeah right? yeah, yeah even yeah. though I was doing that was my lifestyle it was still like I was fucking grinding doing yeah. stand-up I mean it was a weird life that was extremely unhealthy yeah but I was getting up every night and I wasn't like dicking around I I think that hits home so much I think the two things that we always say when looking you know what's important in a work wife is that you have the same work ethic and that you have the same sort of standards the same high standards even if your high standards aren't around the same thing that yeah. you know Erica really cares about grammar in a way that you don't. I, I, yeah, I like grammar yes. fine. Yes. But I will <laughs> hold myself accountable to her high standards. A bitch never met a capital letter. <laughs> I had a boss. When I worked at CAA, I had Doesn't a boss know what a comma is. who never capitalized, and I, like, adopted that. You're like, you that's know? cool. Yeah, yeah, and I, I read it. the emails, like, and I'm like... <laughs> It's like a dumbass thing. But it's like, yeah, but it's like you both, you make each other better because of these high standards. Like you want to live up to each other's sense of what is good. And and if you both have that strong work ethic, then that works out. And I think it's like also being willing to learn from each other. Like for her, like the business thing came more naturally. For me, like sharing all my secrets came very naturally. And so we both have like learned to kind of take on part of the other person's thing in order to like make us both better no it's like any relationship any marriage you should just make each other better yeah yeah you know what i think we need to do right now take a pause i think we need to just press pause on this scintillating conversation about partnerships and communication and give love to one of our sponsors today who can actually help facilitate these types of interactions a new sponsor by yes we always love to welcome new people to the fam welcome to the fam bam BetterHelp is an online counseling service that is there for you. BetterHelp asks the question, is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, they're here to help they're you. They're here to help you. I feel like so many of our friends are – Mentally ill. <laughs> and <laughs> acknowledging it. No. Yeah. They're down to do the work. And yeah. They, but it, the process in, find, in vetting a new counselor, like – taking time out of your day, going to the place to do it. If that doesn't work, like then you have to start the process all over again. The thing that's wonderful about BetterHelp is they do all that heavy lifting for you and you can communicate with their counselors through four modes. So text, chat, phone, or video. So whatever really floats your boat. So they help you connect with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment and they can help you with all kinds of issues of the uh, mental and physical variety, such as depression, anxiety, stress, relationship stuff, if we're talking about communication and work dynamics, sleeping, trauma, anger, family issues, LGBTQ matters, grief, and self-esteem. And I feel like 
Their qualifications are really just running the gamut on all things we might be experiencing as stressed out millennial folk. There are 3,000 licensed therapists in all 50 states and they are available worldwide. So say you're traveling, you're in an international vacay and you're feeling freaked the fuck out. You can head over to BetterHelp and they will be back to you in under 24 hours. So all you need to do is uh, head over to betterhelp.com slash retrograde and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash retrograde and you will get 10% off your first month of working your shit out. How has your relationship changed since you started doing this together? Well, it's also, it's changed a lot and hasn't changed at all. Yeah, I think right. that, um, well, we just know each other for longer. We've known each other for longer. Yeah, right. Time has passed. Yeah. yeah. Time has passed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were. Feels like a decade. It's only been five years in doing the show. But five years is a of long doing time. The show. Yeah. 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 So, um, I, I mean, there's more of like, we're more family. Yeah. yeah. Now. Agree. Than, than when we started. Yeah. But I think we were really thick as thieves, to quote Carolyn Manzo. <laughs> it's a deep Bravo cut for anybody um, beforehand. But, you know, like now there's the stakes are different. It's yeah. a different realm. Like we created something literally out of thin air. Right? Yeah. Like it came from our brains. Yeah. And yeah. it's a thing that yeah. we do now every week that is. Well, and you are the business, which yeah. is something too, because it's, yeah, you're not selling a product. But it's also like what you were saying, how it's like any relationship, it's like, Elizabeth and I, from the second that we met each other, had a very easy understanding of each other. It was like we didn't have to give each other our whole life history to get each other. I remember yeah. we ha- sat down, had one conversation, and I was like, oh, like we've known each other our whole lives. Yeah. So it's like that's like any relationship, like you're saying, where it's like you're not going to date someone who like upon first meeting there's a difficulty. Right. <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, you might, but that's a lesson <laughs> that you're going to have to learn down the line. It's going to kick It's not going to work out. It's not yeah. going to be okay. Right. Yeah. But I think that's part of it is, like, just the foundation of, like, understanding. Yeah. Um, what do you two fight about or disagree about mm. besides capitalization? Well, we're both such bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we're both spoiled and we're both hard-headed. That's and we're both true. Yes, it is. We're both <laughs> – we both want to get our own way sometimes. Okay. I think we both want things She's to be – She's scarier than me. That's false. <laughs> Okay, you've never been on the receiving end of yourself. <laughs> we both think each other's terrifying, so there's a lot of respect. <laughs> no, I okay. think that it's just like there I think that we come up against each other when like one of us wants a certain thing done a certain way. Yeah. Or if there's like a, a breakdown in communication uh. or um yeah, I think yeah, that's pretty I think we're much just, just like particular. Yeah. yeah. We both and are she's an only child, I'm the oldest sibling. Yeah. It's just like there's just certain dynamics that are like, no, it's this way. And we're like, but it works. It does. Right. Also, we you both like each dig other. your heels in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We're also, though, because of that, we're in like knowing each other in that way. Yeah. We're able to like work through it and call it out and like move past it. I think not being afraid to, afraid to fight. Yes. Is really important. That's Huge. What was, that was it comes ask. up in the book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we didn't fight for the first like five, five years. years. Yeah. Um, really? And it would we would just do this thing where we would like bottle stuff off and be like, well, I'm just like feeling that way about it, and it's not real, and there's like no point in saying anything. And right. then if you bottle it up for three months or yeah. whatever, then at that point, what are you going to be like? Remember when we've learned that lesson with each other? Yeah. Where yeah. like I remember one conversation that we had where like all this shit was coming up, and I was just like, what the fuck? Like we need to not let this happen. No. Like, when we feel something now, we just like immediately to call it, it yeah. out, and it's like an uncomfortable, shitty moment. Of yeah. course, but it's like. 
A, it's really not personal. No. no. And it's so much better to just like nip it in the bud than because then it's like one thing spirals to 10th. I mean, it's like any relationship. Yeah, like any relationship. Well, and with the two of us, we had been friends for what, eight years? Wow. Yeah, eight years before we started the business, right? And we had never fought because we just didn't have that type of a friendship. So then, and it wasn't necessary. We didn't need to fight in our friendship. I don't think that if we didn't go into business together, we would ever fight. Like in friendship, right? right? We were easy. Right, yes. exactly. Like you have those friends you fight with and then you have the ones who you would never. Exactly. And we would never. And so then we were in business together and it just wasn't part of our rapport because and, – and so it was this whole – it was – we didn't want to like ruin the day. We didn't think there was room for like, it how am I going to go into that meeting with her right. if yeah. we like get into it right yeah. before? But we yeah. just also didn't have the language. And then we started seeing a management coach together and that was one of the very first things he said to us at the first meeting. He was like – before we left, he was like, you guys need to like practice fighting. Like leave here and go have a fight wow yeah I love that so, so now how many years into the business you're 10 almost 10, almost 10 since we came up with the idea okay. yeah so nine how do you handle conflict oh yeah nine. sorry yeah. that's right yeah just I, giving ourselves extra does break. conflict come up it often? does I well not often although it's funny because I think in some ways we probably like do have conflict that we wouldn't identify as conflict because we've gotten a lot easier at yeah uh, it's gotten a lot easier for well, us you so just like move through it yeah and you're, like, you're like I'm feeling like kind of shitty about this thing yeah. or like I don't know I'm just like and I think a lot of things that we would even just get frustrated about were if it felt like one of us was feeling like a sidekick or just like feeling like what I'm like the work I'm doing as part of this business is not the interesting work right now. I'm doing all the rote, boring shit. You're doing the creative stuff. Like, why Like, why I'm even here? Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think having that conversation enough, we also realize that we both feel that way at certain times so that it's cyclical. So not that I think it's good to hang on to stuff, but it does teach me sometimes that if I'm feeling that way, that, like, it's probably just, like, part of the natural cycle That's of an ebb and flow yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but I think, you know, we also, I think, make a point of having a time, having time at the end of every meeting to, or, or just in a cab ride to be like, how are you feeling about things? And give the other one a chance to say, actually, this thing has been nagging at me. Something that I... I feel like we've we talked about like last year at some point was I felt like we were only working together mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. missing like our friendship. Yes. Yeah. And like I kept trying to say it, but it like wasn't did it really like make sense? I was like, I just feel like we need to have like more fun together. And she was like, We are having fun. I'm like, no, like just <laughs> no, get drunk like, for no reason and yes, like just yeah. go do shit that has nothing yeah. to do with the business because that's the foundation because of Because otherwise business. you're just business yes. partners. Exactly. And that yeah. that was something that I was really cognizant of is where I was like, I just miss like being a stupid asshole with you yes. for no yeah. reason. Yes. yes. And I think that does become something you have to work at. Yeah. And I think it's easy when when things are like going well or when like the business is in a good place where you're like okay we're like both like in it deep to find the time to be like just pals yeah mm-hmm. yeah um we like for a lot of birthdays and holidays we will gift each other experiences instead of gifts because it does force you to be like okay we're gonna go see a broadway show together Fun. we're gonna go do this together I and we're that. not gonna talk about business we should really give each other birthday gifts <laughs> <laughs> stairs us first um, yeah. the circle oh that's right yeah. mm. uh, okay okay <laughs> Okay. I owe you one. <laughs> no, I didn't forget. I just I was making a joke and it was I'm, I'm scared. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're scary. Terrifying. You're scary. <laughs> so Elizabeth and I's astrology is like backwards. Like so I'm a Scorpio and she's a Taurus, but I'm rising Taurus. I like wish I knew what Scorpio. any of these yeah. meant. So basically honestly. it just means like we're like inside out versions of each other. Okay. Like if you look at our charts, we're like reflect we're like reflections. Wow. Huh. So we really do like experience things similarly, but like in reverse. Okay. So like what I'll be feeling on the inside one day, like she'll be like on the outside or like what I'll be experiencing on the outside, she'll be like on the inside. So it's like 
that was interesting too to really like that's why the astrology thing I think is yeah. so fascinating because huh. then you stop taking each other personally and yeah. like you said you're like yeah. okay this is just like and uh, the second that we would say like how do you feel even though our reactions weren't the same we actually would feel the same way right but right right I you weren't showing it the same it outwardly way and yeah. she'd be experiencing it inwardly I mean I think that speaks to one of the things that has made conflict so much easier for us is that every time even if we're coming at it from different angles we both just want the same thing which is for both of us to be happy and for us to be able to like move on in a positive way and I think I yeah. don't have a lot of I mean I not to like air my dirty laundry but you know often in fights with like my husband or something we are it doesn't end that way because one of us really wants to win right and you know you do want the other person to feel better but in business there's such a necessity to just be able to move on and like go into the meeting or just like resolve it's the like thing having so a child quickly. Yeah, yeah exactly so it just it, it looks different and sounds different and I, that has made it a lot easier to approach the conversations and what's your favorite part about being friends and partners Mm. Uh, I mean, I think there are so many things we get to experience um, together that you just don't get to – that, like, most grown-ass women don't experience with their friends. Yeah. Um, and don't experience with someone they don't share a bed with. Right. You know? And I mean, this is an example I've been talking about recently. My husband was applying for jobs a couple of years ago, and there was a job that he was interviewing for. He's an academic, and so he was applying for a job in upstate New York. And it, he – Claire – he was like, we were just like sort of workshopping, like, what would it be like if Thomas got this job? And like, if I moved to Hudson and Claire was like, well, I want to move to Hudson. If you guys move to Hudson, we're moving to Hudson. And I was like, you should like, you should probably not commit your husband to moving upstate from my husband's job. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. But there is this nice. like sort of like magical thing of yeah. having a relationship so close and so specific with someone at this like point in life. We always joke that like the whoever I date needs to be best friends with Elizabeth's boyfriend where I'm like I'm just vetting someone to be Joey's best friend I know, right. <laughs> right. Right. they go on their date she realizes that like it's a thing um, he needs to be hot available and we'll go down on her and <laughs> get along with Joey yeah. <laughs> literally four checklist literally like, that's the like, fourth after- you should just send Joey in first I know because then like then you don't have to do the bad time. first date that's yourself so true save yourself some it's just time. hard because Joey's like so great and he's like so funny and so personable so it's like also like he would like a lot of different kinds of people or oh like, you think he's he, maybe too open minded he goes yeah. in there with an okay. open heart yeah yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah forget that gross Joey you're such a good person <laughs> yeah. It's really tough. Um, yeah, but we always joke. We're like, okay, so like after like the first or like after the second date, we need to like organize a play day and yeah, just right. see the dynamic. Understand. Because that's crucial. It's like a multi-part interview process for daycare. <laughs> you like go in and watch them play together. Yeah. Yeah. I, I care less about them sleeping with me and more about them liking Joey. <laughs> so that's the level that yeah. we're at. Yeah. That's good. Amazing. So similar to the we Hudson had, thing. <laughs> we had an experience this morning that I was just like, this is just a practical thing for us to be friends because I pumped breast milk on in the car on the way to this podcast recording and I was like this was just efficient and I wouldn't feel comfortable doing this in front of like a non-friend like a non-friend. Well I also like hooked you back into your dress after it was done which is a very specific you know relationship most people don't have with their coworkers. And if I had had to get up half (laughs) an hour earlier or whatever to do all that it's just not productive and instead it was just like cool we're gonna do this now. And I think there's something too about the stakes are higher. Yes. When, yeah. when your relationship is intertwined with your work, we spend, as as Americans, we spend the majority of our lives exactly. at, either at work or sleeping. Yeah. Yep. So, or fucking. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. So, you know, when, when you have, when you're bringing in your interpersonal into the work 
everything seems just like a little bit more important and a little bit more real. And I feel that it gives us fuel to really go after our dreams and what we want and like aim as high as fucking possible because Mm -hmm. like we're in this already. Like we're doing this. We might as well just like meet the vision like where it's where I also personally just like love doing things with people like Mm -hmm. I feel that it's so cool like when we hit a milestone that like we can talk about it and like share in that and like oh and you know I just think that like going at something alone is great but it's also not as fulfilling because then you're just there by yourself like looking around and people are like you're doing a great job and you're like I wish I had someone to like share this yeah. with. Yeah, 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 yeah. And to talk about how, like, I'm still insecure even though I'm doing a great job and, like, what if that and what if it, it's – I people – it's like you were saying. People say to us all the time, like, were you scared to risk the friendship when you started mm-hmm. business together? And the answer is, like, I can't imagine doing this with a stranger. Right. Or, like, by myself, right. you know? Like, this thing is so huge. How would you do it any other way? Well, I always tell people, like, okay, if you're going to go into a partnership, though, like, don't take it lightly. Like, no. Don't yeah. just, like, yeah. get a co-host. Yeah. Don't right. just, like, get a writing partner. It's, like, you have to really know who you're getting into to, to bed with, so to speak. Well, one of the things for us and that is, like, uncomfortable that we did that everybody should do is get a partnership agreement because you're going to have uncomfortable conversations around that, and that's going to put your relationship through a bit of a test right mm-hmm. at the get-go is saying, like, how are we structuring this and what if X happens and how much do each of us own and stuff like that. And it's not fun, but it is a good way to sort of test it, the partnership and see how you both behave in stressful situations. It's like a good that. like first mm. test. It's a good yeah. yeah. I mean, if you can't if you can't workshop that, then like what is the what does the rest of the future of the business look like? And Elizabeth, to go back to what you were saying about you know where most of the time we're working or sleeping, they're like. The idea of seeking work-life balance just seems so crazy at this point. Like, guess what? We're not going to win. There is no work-life balance. Yeah. There's like, we're not going to find that like magical thing. Right. But what you can find now is bringing more life to your work so that you're not missing it so much, that well it doesn't said. feel like that. that. Yeah. 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 That's so true. Exactly. It's like, I how I look at it is like, we only have this one life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this time around. Right. Okay. And um, <laughs> I roll <at> reincarnation <laughs> over here. And, That's where you draw the line. Yeah. And she's like, uh, uh, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> and, you know, infusing all those things that bring you joy into the things like that are non-negotiables, like at this point. Making money, paying job. rent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, fucking go for it. Yeah. And I think that that is... A, a crucial, at least for my, for me, like in, in having a well life live, a mm-hmm. life well lived is is that aspect of it of like infusing fun, infusing your best friend into what you're doing. Like if if you're on the same page and if you're able to work together through the ups and downs, it's totally worth it, a hundred percent. And if not, then fuck them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, tell us about what's uh, what's next with Work Wife. Are you guys doing a book tour? Yeah. So we're in LA now. We're doing some stuff here. We are headed to Chicago and Minneapolis. We're at the end Boston. of April. Yep. Yeah. Amazing. In Boston in June. We'll be in DC sometime in between. Yep. Hit yeah. up workwifehq.com for Cute. all of the tour dates. Yeah. I'm so proud of you guys. Thanks. So cool. A big fucking deal over here and not to mention you have your podcast a few things that is also on dear media and also features you guys hi hello we'll be on there just spreading our vast knowledge of the la wellness scene just boots on the the vast the vastest (laughs) 
Erica and Claire, thank you guys so much. Thank, thank you. you. It's roses and thorns. Roses and thorns. Okay. Sure. All right. That was sure. a harmony. We're yeah. getting there. We're getting there. Cool. Are we? <laughs> um, so, look, it's the beginning of April. It's April Fool's Day. Unfortunately, I haven't planned any sort of, like, terrible foolishness like for you. an LOL? No. I did it. I did an April Fool's. My last one was when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And we, a bunch of my girlfriends, got together at my friend Ashley's house. You know Ashley. And we decided to tell Lisa's dad that someone was at Ashley's house kicking the shit out of Lisa, beating Weird her up. Joke. Weird joke as fuck. And of course, I was like the actress, so they made me make the phone call. And I like fake cried to her dad and was like despondent, like Lisa's getting her fucking ass kicked and like went off. And then her dad like hung up the phone before I could say April Fool's and like didn't have a cell phone and drove like a hundred miles an hour from his house to Ashley's house and came over and realized that it was all a joke and like literally pulled us all outside by our shirts and was like, that's not fucking funny. I ran three red lights. I could have been in an accident and like threw Lisa in the back of the car. And it was just like so scary and so violent and so not funny that I've never done another April Fool's prank because we went too far. I hate that story. It was bad, but we were like bad. We were like little assholes. We were bad kids. We were. We were the worst. I know. Yeah. So needless to say. But Rose, if that is that, I was a great actress and really pulled it off. (laughs) Hollywood. Hello. Hello. Well. Anyways. That's a, that's a, a beautiful. And terrible story. And terrible story. Yeah. Exactly. That's why I don't do pranks anymore. That's, I'm happy because I don't ever want to be on the receiving end of anything like that. I'm pregnant. Just kidding. I feel like that's the You'd like, be like, LOL, one. Steph, that's impossible. No, one, no one's fucking you. That's not true. As we've been diligently tracking on this show, it could be a possibility. That's so true. So, um, Okay, so I thought, hey, why not throw an eye update out there for okay. anyone to see? I've got a, a lot of messages from people who have – I continue to get messages, which shows me that people continue to find this show. Love. Which is very cool. How exciting for us. Um, so on the eye front, um, Eucrisa. This is the non-steroid topical that I finally just bit the bullet and decided to try. Mm-hmm. And here's a little tip. So I was talking to Carolyn Barron, our acupuncturist, and she we went through all the ingredients and we were like, okay, it's safe to put by the eye, this, that, and the other. But she suggested, she's like, you can always put, because it is very harsh and it burns like crazy. Okay. She was like, you could put a little Vaseline barrier underneath it. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I did one better. I know I've talked about the um, One Love Organic Skin Do that was really helping. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a virgin coconut oil-based product with like shea butter and pomegranate and sea kelp. It's just like a lot of really good ingredients all wrapped into one super moisturizing concoction so putting a layer of that under the eucrisa has really changed it and it doesn't feel like i'm doing this crazy harsh chemical type scenario that close to my eyeballs it looks really good i noticed that you're wearing some fake lashes today which lets me know that you're doing very well i'm back in the game you guys it's so nice yeah so and they also make um uh, One Love Organics also makes this vitamin E balm that uh, is also very moisturizing. Um, so either or are really good for that. So just trying to keep the area moisturized and also throwing in some like big guns there. With you know that. what I'm getting a rosy feeling about? 
Tell me. Is that the side effects of this problem is that you're going to have dewy under eyes <laughs> well into your late 30s. I love that. <laughs> I will take that. Yeah. A moisturized eye is a unaged eye. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the vibe there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just want to repeat my thorn of the situation, which I know I talked about before, without the coupon for this stupid yet working uh, topical it's like a $600 tube. Mm-mm. I paid $10 with a coupon from the uh, doctor or whatever. A lot to unpack. I keep seeing goddamn ads for this stupid – I call it stupid because why are you running ads and charging $600 for a tube? Like take your ad budget and make it available for people who need it. And rant. Snap at them, Elizabeth. I'm mad. Yeah, you should be. It's fucked up. It doesn't make any sense. I've never understood – pharmaceutical companies running advertisements in in mainstream media. It doesn't make any sense. The doctor should be the one dictating who gets what, not the people. Well, put that on your presidential campaign this, for 2020, honey. This and um, regulated emailing times are my platforms. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? What's your rose? I'm just in a rosy situation of recognizing that I feel like that there's a cultural moment happening where last couple weeks ago the – the head, the, the the cover of New Yorker magazine was about like the pod boom. Mm-hmm. And then last week, the cover of Time magazine was about wellness. And I'm just like, funny how things are syncing up. Right. So I'm just excited to be in the mix. Yes, it's really nice. And yeah. you know, on the partnership tip, you and I four years ago, we like dug our boots in the ground and we were like, this is important. This yeah. is important. Like, people need to know. <laughs> people, this is important to us. This is a topic that people, that we care about, that people want more information about. And this is a beautiful medium in which to get that information out there. Yeah. And it feels really amazing that how synced up that all is and then riding the wave of both of those pillars just really pivoting into the the consciousness in such a massive way. Yeah. We did so, it. So we're done. Now, April Fool's, we're done. We're tired. We're retiring. <laughs> no, um, we had such a wonderful time with Erica and Claire. Thank yeah, you guys I'm so much. I'm really excited to like go on their website and buy stuff. It's They're <laughs> fucking amazing. Tapping into it right now. Oh, so shit. So much. And um, Steph, I love you so much. Thanks for being my husband. Love I really you so appreciate much. it. Thanks for being a husband who encourages me to get another husband. And thanks to all of our listeners for being, you know, the three, the threesome of this whole, the fifth lady of <laughs> this whole journey. It's been, it is, it's amazing. Continues to be, continues to be. We love you and uh, namaste. And if you love us, please go ahead and leave Ooh. a uh, review on iTunes. They really, not only do they tickle our soul, but they hold some beautiful currency in the world of podcasting. So that would be awesome if you could just leave us a review or a rating or both. And um, as Steph said, namaste listening. (laughs) This episode of That's a Retrograde is brought to you in part by Thrive Market. Head over to thrivemarket.com slash retrograde to get 25% off your first order and a free month's subscription. Yes, that's a retrograde.